Welcome back to Financial Flyby. First, for some disclaimers. The opinions voiced in this podcast are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific investment advice or recommendations. Individuals should always consult their own financial advisor or tax advisor regarding their specific financial situation before acting on any information provided. Securities and investment advisory services offered through Genios Wealth Management, Inc., member FINRA, SIPC. And now on to Financial Flyby. So welcome back to Financial Flyby. Today is December 14th, it's Friday. Uh, Sitting here with Patrick White. We're going to go over a few things we see happening in the market, even though this, for all intentions, was not going to be a market podcast. It just so happens that the last two months have been extremely volatile, and we're getting calls over the last week regarding some nervousness. So the intention of this podcast was to discuss what we see happening with clients and where those conversations drive us. And that's where the conversations are driving us right now. So I was just telling Patrick about this this book and a conversation I had with someone recently regarding this book called Anti-Fragile. And it's a it's written by uh, Nassim Tlaib, the guy who wrote the Black Swan book. Yeah. So he's, he's a pretty popular author. Uh, but anti-fragile is an interesting concept in that you have things that are fragile, like a wine glass that you can drop and it might break. And you have things that are not fragile, like a rock, right? It's not fragile at all. But then you have these things that are the opposite of fragile, which means that as you put pressure on them, they get stronger. And I was just talking to Patrick about this too, similar to working out, when you lift weights and you lift the right amount of weights that push your body and challenge you to do a little bit more than you could before, your body adjusts and gets stronger. Or, in a, say, say in another way, when you take your kids in to get flu shots, that micro-dosing of the flu vaccine is so minimal that your body produces antibodies and becomes stronger against the fl- potential flu outbreak. So our bodies are anti-fragile. They, they're, they have the ability to adapt, right? Yeah, our bodies have the ability to adapt. But the market... I just want to take this back to the market too, is also, in my mind, anti-fragile. I kind of think of it as a breathing, living thing at times, where 2017 was a, a very comfortable move up. There was no, no pullbacks. And the market needs these pullbacks. It needs these tests in there to produce a more solid base to make additional runs. So we need, we need these shakeups where it says, are you sure you want to be here? Are you sure you want to be invested? And those are the, it makes those people get out. Patrick described it as a kind of almost like a forest fire scenario, right? You know, Taryn and I, we were out in a part of the country where there had been some forest fires. And people normally think, and they'd see that, and they'd say, oh, this is terrible. But honestly, that's Mother Nature's way of coming through, getting rid of the dead, sitting on the layer of the ground it burns it all away and what happens next sunlight gets in and new growth can occur so this this is what this is this is saying hey we're going to kind of get rid of some of these investors that aren't really in this for the long term or the right reasons shake them out of here and allow for new growth of you know opportunities yeah. And that happens all the time. I mean, 
That's why Amazon came around, right? And Sears is no longer or on the brink of going away. What they did, the market burned away and now a new company has come around. Right. So just taking it back to that book scenario, so I see the market as anti-fragile and these moves that we're seeing now are healthy moves for future growth. Even though they don't feel like it. That being said, did you want to mention where we are kind of on the playing field, offense versus defense kind of thing? Yep. We're still on defense here. And the more that the market actually goes down, the more we move into the uh, green zone on the playbook. The green zone would, even though we would still be on defense, would tell us to start to build a shopping list. So we're not quite there yet, but we're getting close. And the nice thing is, is we actually get into the green zone maybe once every two to three years. So we haven't been in the green zone actually since, uh, is it February of 2016? So if we kind of hit there now, I mean, you could almost think three years. In essence, it creates opportunity. We're in this green zone of opportunity, right? Right. Create the shopping list. Figure out when offense does come back on the field. We're not trying to catch it on the lows. We want to see the market rebound, show some sign of strength. That's when we say, okay, I think it's time to put offense back in the field. We use that shopping list to then put money to work. So it's kind of a, it can be an exciting time. It doesn't have to be, uh, oh my gosh, I need to watch MSNBC every day, the breaking news headlines time. This can be a time when you can really do positive things for a portfolio. And I, I think both you and I, Brian, we were talking before we said that we're looking forward to the time when the market starts to look past the politicalness of it right now. It's a good point. Every every day here, the market seems to be driven by some political headline. And Trump and Pelosi and Schumer and all those people, they love it, right? Because 110% of the attention is on them. But at the end of the day, tell me one company in the United States that is well known that is making a business decision based on Trump or Pelosi or Schumer. Not many, right? Yeah. I mean, you could say GM, maybe if GM doesn't close that plant down, but I think they're going to close that plant down. Because they're going to do what's right for GM, regardless of what these guys say. So, I mean, at the end of the day, like I said, the market isn't about what these politicians say. It's about companies doing what companies do. So the nice thing that we've, we still have is the Fed has come back and maybe tempered their outlook for interest rate hikes, which is a positive thing for the market. And I haven't seen really one thing yet that's indicative of a really big recession coming. I think today there was a jobs number and it, it looked pretty good. Mm-hmm. Weekly jobs claims. Yeah. Yeah. Anything else? Well, I mean, again, you could you could look at a lot of things. I mean, last night I was watching the futures and market was down pretty big, and I'm sitting here saying, "What's going on? What's going on?" And the only things that I saw was uh, China had agreed to buy some a big number of soybeans from us. China had agreed to buy a big number of corn product from us, and they also said they were going to reduce tariffs on uh, autos. So. You know, two weeks ago, the market was really caught up in saying that 
the things that Trump had said was going to come out of that Argentina meeting weren't happening, and China never came out and said, yes, we agree with that, but uh, our actions are always louder than words, and at this point, they're kind of following through on a lot of that. So are you saying that the, the news that's out there that people are hearing about so much, the tariffs, Trump, but the blind side isn't to the downside anymore. It's kind of what you're saying. You're saying if someone's going to get blindsided on a move right now, it might be to miss an upside move, even though we're on defense. I'm just saying the, the surprise move now feels like it would be to the up. The, the we standard were, move is to yeah. the down. Usually if everyone's on the same side of the boat, you're on the wrong side. And if you asked most people which side of the boat they're on, they think that the market's moving down. Yeah. So again, I'm not making a prediction. I'm just saying that the sentiment is very, very against the market here. I think last week, the numbers that I saw, you know, depends on which metric you use, but more money came out of mutual funds and ETFs and in the U.S. market than either had happened in history or happened, it was, you know, in the top five of all time. So people are more pulling their money out than adding money. Mm -hmm. Usually the crowd's wrong. The market does a great, great job of making the crowd be wrong. Let's leave it at that. That's the end of this week for Financial Flyby.